All right. We are here with the one and only Zach Cusack. He is CEO and founder of Qceleration. He is the chief operating officer of Art of Homeownership. And I'm so excited to have Zach on with us today. First of all, this is the first podcast of 2022. So you're you're the first one hitting it off, Zach. So no pressure. Yeah, no, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I, you know, with that, that sort of introduction, I feel like we, we got to come here and crush it. So, you know, thanks Absolutely. for having me here today, Val. And really, Zach is um, a big part of where I am today because I would not be at Art of Homeownership if it wasn't for him. I would probably not have a podcast if it wasn't for him either because he's really the one that has challenged me to do a lot of things and put myself out there more. So super grateful for you, Zach, and uh, excited to run through some marketing with you today. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm grateful to, to be associated with you, Val, and, and you push yourself. You know, I throw some tidbits out there, but you're the one who takes action. <laughs> I try, try my best. So we're going to be breaking down with Zach today, um, talking a little bit about, number one, just marketing in general, what he's seen from the marketing agency side of things, uh, really work for loan officers. And then especially now with where the market is headed and rates climbing, um, how loan officers can differentiate themselves to really tee up their marketing to be even better, Um, because you have to have that differentiator in order to communicate how you're different. So Zach, for starters, just super general question. Um, you work with a lot of loan officers on the Qceleration side and helping them improve their marketing. So how have you seen over the years loan officers really take advantage of social media, running ads um, to generate leads and stay in front of those clients that they've worked with in the past? Yeah, I think, you know, when you're targeting and using social media for, you know, uh, from a marketing standpoint as a loan officer, you really want to think of it as a way to stay in front of those people that already know, like, and trust you. I've always believed that um, social is a great platform for re-engagement, for conversations, for referral marketing. I think, you know, when you're using social to generate leads, there's a lot of, you know, bad leads you have to sift, sift through to find quality ones. So I really try and advise our clients to use social, to, to drive more referrals, to drive more conversations, to use your database of past customers to stay in front of. Uh, you also can run ads that you target friends of, uh, of your followers. So there's ways to kind of do some sphere of influence marketing. You know, the whole concept with social, people don't go there to buy a home. They go there to be social. So you need to share your personality. You got to tell, you know, who you are and what that story is. And I always like, you know, I, I use the example, like I post something kind of beating my chest about, hey, we just did this great and we get five likes. I post a picture last week of, you know, my son and I wearing the same hat and there's like 300 likes, 30 comments. And it's like, that's a perfect example of what social is about. It's being authentic. It's being yourself. So from a loan officer standpoint, what I really like to emphasize is that, you know, your database, your past clients, those are your grace opportunities for future business. How are you going to stay in front of them? How are you going to create content that keeps them engaged? You know, Facebook has a great advertising platform that you can drop your 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 database into and your past clients into to be able to remarket them. Um, so when you're thinking about social, I really I recommend all the loan officers we work with is to 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 think of it more as an engagement platform, as a way that you're driving more conversations, you're generating more referrals, you're staying top of mind. Uh, you know, if you're using it for a lead gen platform, just be prepared to, to sift through a lot of, you know, bad credit score types of leads. And, and you know, you're going to have to, uh, uh, you know, kind of sift through some garbage to find some, you know, to find some gold. There's definitely opportunities out there. But, you know, uh, people who find success with lead gen on social really have 
have amazing follow-up systems. And, and, you know, so I've, I've always advised, I think there's more opportunity to be had by using your database, you know, using it as an engagement platform. And if you do that, you do it well, you're going to create a massive return on, return on investment for yourself. Yeah. I love what you said. And especially, I think the key there is staying top of mind because so many people go into social media and specifically advertising with the mindset of like, I'm going to run this ad and get tons of leads and it's going to help my business. But if you're not putting in the work to stay top of mind with those clients you've already worked with, then it's kind of like just pushing out um, money to get these really cold leads that don't know who you are, don't know what you do. Um, so it's just going to make for a much tougher close than someone who has already worked with you in the past or refers you someone that already knows, likes, and trusts them. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more there is, you know, and the points that you hit on was, you know, it's, it's you as a loan officer, you put a lot of effort into creating a great quality experience for your customers, helping them with their home financing needs. You don't want to just let that opportunity kind of flow, you know, out, you know, out the gates, you know, and, and when you stay in front of these people, you know, the first 90 days after a transaction closes, that's really when, when people are talking about that experience and the more top of mind you are with those people, you know, when they have that housewarming party or they're out to brunch and they're talking with their friends, maybe brunch is just a California thing, but, uh, you know, they're, they're out, they're out to eat with their friends and, and, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're having those sorts of conversations. They're going to say who helped you, you know, and that's that when you're top of mind, that's when you're going to get those referrals and those referrals close at a much higher level because there's an inherent trust associated with that sort of, of lead. Yeah. And I would love to hear from you, Zach. When do you think is the best time to ask for a referral? Yeah, so the way that the way that I like to to ask for referrals is, you know, it's it's throughout the transaction, but it's really it's the way you position it. You know, when loans are getting set to close, you're like, you know, who else do you know that can benefit from this sort of experience? You're not saying, hey Val, send me a new lead. You're saying, you know, who else can I help? Who else can I educate? You know, do you have any family? Do you have any friends that are considering buying a home? I'd love an, an opportunity to to understand their needs and see if there's a way we can help. So I think it's, it's, you know, you're asking for that referral, but it's, it's a framing exercise of how you position that, you know, you're not selling, you're like, who can I help? Who can I serve? You know, who can I educate? Um, And I think those sorts of messages are, are, are more well received. Um, I think you do that as the loan kind of gets ready, you know, that clear to close standpoint is, is, you know, as you're wrapping up that transaction, you start putting those tidbits into the mind of your past customers of like, who else can you help? You know, uh, uh, and then I also, from an automation standpoint with your kind of post-close campaigns is, is you're trickling in that sort of mindset. You know, if there's anyone else, you know, that can, can benefit from, from an educational service, you know, an educational consultative process, you know, hopes and dreams call, um, you know, that's, that's typically the way that I like to, to work it in. You're not, you know, you're not hard selling someone, but rather you're like, who can I help? Who can, who can I serve? Who can I educate? Yeah. I always reference the, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the Simon Sinek video where he talks about his uh, mortgage professional that helped him get his home. And he says after the the loan closed, he got a call from his mortgage professional and he's like, Hey, I just wanted to call and say, congratulations. He was all excited. And then he said, Hey, do you know anyone else that needs a home right now? And like tried to get a referral from him. And Simon Sinek was like, I'll never use him again because he wasn't excited. Like he didn't actually care about me getting a mortgage. He just wanted more business from me. So it really is about 
number one, timing. You have to do it when they're excited, but also the framing part of it is so important just to come across like you're not money hungry and you just want more business. Yeah. And I feel bad for that loan officer because Simon Sinek, obviously that, I that, know. that that's a great, that, that's a great, you know, I, I, a great referral source. I was, I was hoping I had one of his books on my desk. Do I? No. Uh, I, I might. Yes, I do. Start with why. See, I'm a big yeah. fan. Uh, you know, but the I think the concept there is, and you you hit the nail on the head. Val, it's framing. It's it's mm-hmm. the way to frame that message. Um, and I think if you do it correctly, it really it it, it drives lots of opportunity. But you got to keep in mind that like. You know, the person just got their home. They're excited around that. You need to share excitement. And and your first communication was like, how can I help you? Do you need, you know, intros to contractors, you know, uh, oh, you know, in terms of getting you into that home, um, you know, you, you got to be focused on that message. And then this, the, the afterthought is, you know, as you're getting ready to, to end that conversation, it's like, you know, and, and by the way, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job if, if I didn't remind you, if you know anyone who could benefit from this sort of experience, this sort of education, please pass my name along. You know, the only way that I grow my business is, is through referrals from people like yourself. Um, so if you know anyone, um, I'd love an opportunity to speak with them. And it, it, again, it comes down to that framing exercise. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that we're seeing so much right now, especially on social media with loan officers in these um, different Facebook groups and kind of sharing their struggles is right now with rates climbing and some things can change. I mean, overnight. So if you're talking to a consumer and giving them one rate and then it goes up the next day, they're going to be disappointed if you are not framing it the right way or being really transparent with what actually matters during the transaction. So Zach, how would you say, especially right now in this climate that we're in, how sh- could, can loan officers really differentiate themselves so that in their marketing, they do have something that's really valuable to share? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a great you know discussion around the art of home ownership. The whole concept with the art of home ownership is how you're adding value and delivering value before, during, and after a transaction. So I think with you know the suite of tools you get with the art of home ownership, really what you're doing is you're focused on on educating and and you know, adding value long past the close. So that's really a, a differentiator in the sense of, of, you know, if rates are changing, this obviously the, we're in a raising, you know, rate uh, market right now. Um, so what I would would focus on is, you know, what is your differentiator? What is your value prop? I think Art of Home Ownership provides you with a solution that's, you know, that that is that is amazing in terms of the experience clients have and how you're educating, how you're providing value, how you're keeping them engaged. It truly is a client for life model. And, and that's part of the conversation that that you should be sharing and, and you should be focused on. And I think what <clears throat> what the Art of Home Ownership does is provides a standardized solution on how before, during, and after you're communicating with valuable insights. You know, let's be real. No one cares about your monthly dish recipe that goes out from your CRM. You know, what people care about is what is unique to them. And I think what Art of Home Ownership has done is they've created a content, a workflow, a system that, you know, creates and pushes out unique and valuable information to those borrowers. Um, I also look at it from like a value prop. Like, how are you going after new purchase business? How are you going after referrals? How are you going after, you know, agents, financial advisors, CPAs, you know, HR uh, directors, you know, those kind of corporate affiliations. Uh, you know, I think it's it's really what it comes down to is how you differentiate yourself, how you position yourself. And Art of Home Ownership provides you with a, a suite of tools that allows you to separate, you know, who you are and what your value prop is. Um, I think in today's market, it, it's it's 
important now more than ever these last couple of years with where rates have been. Everyone has needed a, a refi and there was a benefit to doing a refinance, um, but there's not as many refi opportunities out there. So it's, you know, if you're focused on purchase business, you focus on stabilizing your, your, your mortgage practice with purchase business, you need a differentiator that's not based off of rate. And that's what the art of homeownership provides you. Yeah. And I think it's Dave Savage that always says you need to create an experience that the client would write a check for. So if there was no mortgage involved, like what are you really doing to set yourself apart and create an experience that is genuinely different from other loan officers? Because we hear all the time, like the old rate speed service is the value proposition for almost everyone in the industry. And to your point, Zach, going back to getting those referrals and framing it in the right way, I think something like this also gives the opportunity to say this experience itself, not the mortgage, has been so exceptional. I would love to put anyone through this experience, provide them with these tools, and then you can lead with value. So it's so much less salesy. It's not salesy at all. You're just making their lives easier. It makes for, um, it makes your life easier, just makes for a a much smoother process. Yeah, I I totally agree. And, and like what you kind of hit the, you know, the nail on the head with was education, you know, and, and you're guiding people for most, you know, most first time homebuyers, the largest, and for most people, it's the largest transaction, the largest amount of debt they're ever going to have in their lifetime. And I've been hearing this a lot more around financial literacy and, and, you know, it's like, there's no class in high school that teaches you. It's like, why you need a credit card? What are the benefits of credit card? You know, like I remember uh, when I was 18 and in college, got my first credit card. I'm like, guys, like, let's go party. You know, it's like, what is that? You know, like, and, and, and I think what, you know, what Val was alluding to, it, it, it had to do with, you know, how you're educating, how you're creating awareness, how you're creating understanding and confidence in that, that home buying process. And I think that is so important today. And, you know, just being able to help people create and and that that statement of helping people create wealth through real estate. And what does that mean? And I think what the art of home ownership does is it truly gives you a platform that's presenting and, and creating financial literacy and creating an understanding of how to create wealth through real estate and, and, um, you know, how to reset, you know, your, your real estate and grow that. And, and I think that's truly part of the mission at, at Art of Home Ownership is, is around financial literacy. And, uh, you know, I, I think as a mortgage professional, you need a differentiator and that's what the Art of Home Ownership delivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people in the industry have such good intentions with serving their clients well and providing them with that education during the process but it just becomes unscalable to continue that after the loan closes. So having a sort of system that actually facilitates that value and follows up with their clients is so important. So I think it's taking those good intentions and actually putting it into something that's really tactical. Yeah. And you spoke, you just touched on something that's near and dear to my heart, marketing automation. You know, it's, it's all about giving back more time, uh, you know, in, in the day for, for loan officers. I think, you know, with our, our automated campaigns and the systems that we built through the art of home ownership, or even on my, the agency side of, of you know, my world, uh, you know, with what QCell does is it, it's really about implementing systems that generate an engagement and conversations, you know, email campaigns, text campaigns, video campaigns. Uh, because what we know is that, you know, your past clients, are your greatest opportunities for future business and how you keep them engaged is, is how you're going to get more business from them and, and how you're going to generate more conversations. I think what 
what most people, when they think of marketing automations, there's really two sides to it. There's the kind of set it and forget it, your post-close campaigns, your client for life campaigns. But then there's people that really want to elevate their business. And, and you know, it's like how they're using automation to target listing agents on the other side of their transactions, you know, how they're driving for more referrals from their, their sphere of influence. And, and, you know, through, you know, that first 90 days after a, a, a transaction has closed, you know, there's ways that you implement automation into your system where as a loan officer, you know, you're not having to do any more work. Your, your responsibility is to answer your phone and to answer emails from people who want to learn more about, you know, what, what it is you're offering and, you know, being able to refer you to people. I think marketing automation is something that every loan officer needs to have built into their business because what it does is it, you know, it's that back end that drives business development and conversations for them. If it's set up correctly and you have the proper campaigns that speak to your value prop, you're going to see a tremendous amount of growth. And, and in today's market where you're looking for more referrals, more purchase business, marketing automation is one of the most cost-effective ways for you to do that because you just can reach more people at once. And, and you know, you can do that. There's economy of scales associated with that. Uh, you know, so so when you're thinking about marketing automation, it's, you know, what are your prospect campaigns? How are you automating, you know, the the pre-approvals that you have out there and keeping those people engaged so they're, they're not getting snaked by online lenders? You know, how are you communicating in process with your your borrowers and, and you know, showing that experience, but also communicating with the agents, the listing agents, driving opportunities on, on that side of things. And then, you know, from a post-close standpoint, you really got to think, how are you generating more referrals? How are you keeping people engaged? How are you having frequencies of, of communication and checkups? And, um, you know, again, it's not about that monthly dish recipe. No one cares about that. They care about themselves. And you got to create content that speaks to that. Yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. That was awesome. Well, going off, that's a good segue into this automation. You want to have automation in your business, but what would you say, Zach, is the most underrated form of marketing or form of automation for loan officers in their business? Yeah, I think, I mean, between email and, and text message, like those are those are systems that you need to have implemented into your business. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, numbers associated with that. So, you know, you can push out an email, you have a database of 500 people, you have one click, you're pushing out in a communication to 500 people in the mortgage space, it, an average open rate is right around that kind of 18 to 20%. So if you're pushing out to 500 people, you have 100 people that are engaged in your content right then. You know, those are 100 people that are reading, reviewing, clicking and you know, engaging with your bits of information, you know, driving conversations, driving referrals with, you know, with that. And if you have 2000 people, you just, you know, you calculate the numbers, there's more going up. And even if you're starting with a database of 50 people, you know, that's 10 people that are engaged in your content. Um, and then think about from a text message standpoint, you know, how many of you guys read te your text messages when they come through? I think the open rate on text is like 98%. And those two people who aren't reading them, I don't know what, what they're doing. Their phone must be dead, but you know, it's, it's, there's just a massive opportunity through text message. And, you know, it's really, it's like checking in. It's like, Hey, your name came up in the office day. I want to see how you're doing in, in that new home of yours. How's the family? It's mm -hmm. those little sorts of touches. It's not like you're saying, hey, let's let's do a mortgage review via text right now. Like send me yeah. over your financial statement. It's more of soft touches. It's checking in. It's conversational marketing. It's how are you? You got to think like your clients are your friends. They're your family. Those are the people that are helping support your family and 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 grow your business. You need to treat these people like that. And And that's... You know, it's simply checking in. It's having conversations. You know, you have notes and memories of of you know how you service the client and and you know what 
you know, just where they're at in their life. And what I like to do from an automated standpoint is building in those kind of conversational touches that gets the client just responding to you. And then you're having those sorts of text conversations, checking in with clients, but it makes them feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And it comes from an area of, of, you know, education concern of being thoughtful. And I think that's what resonates with people is, is the fact that you care and the fact that you're there to help. And I think being a good person and, and being helpful and being humble, um, you know, it is something that people remember. And that's the sort of communication that touch points and things that will stick out. And when their friends are talking about, hey, I want to buy a home or this is awesome. How'd you get into it? You know, oh, you didn't have to put 20% down. Like those sorts of questions generate referrals. And when you're engaging with your past clients and using automation to be able to do that, this isn't you just, you know, manually sending a text message at 10 a.m., you know, every 45 days. This is a system that you need to build into your business so that these conversations are happening, more value is being delivered, more education and, and conversations are, are, are coming from it. Yeah. Yeah. And two things on that. I would say, number one, speaking from mistakes that I've made, one thing with text messages is make sure that you're including in the beginning, like, hey, this is, you know, your your mortgage loan officer and then have your name in there. Because if they don't, maybe it's your from your CRM where they don't have that number saved or they've never gotten any communication from you before. You just want to make sure that, because if they don't know who it is, they're likely not going to respond. Um, so just make sure that you're really positioning yourself to be um, open that line of communication so that they know who it's coming from. Um, and then the second thing is Zach, to your point, talking about making them feel warm and fuzzy, making them feel like you remember working with them and the details about the transaction Another thing that is good to do is maybe once a year still implement that automation, but maybe it's a reminder to send a text message to them rather than putting in automation and just having a templated high first name. Maybe it is reaching out with a text message that says, hey, um, this is your loan officer blank. I just wanted to check up and see how the home is. Um, maybe you mentioned their dog's name or their son's name and see how he's doing those kinds of things that are really personal go such a long way. And I think it's such an underrated touch point to really like, if you're remembering a small detail about them, I think that sets you apart already. It's, it's right, Val, you know, how's Winston doing? You know, it's like those little things you ask those you ask those questions. And, and I, I mean, I know when people ask me about my son Carter, I'm like, I love you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. You're rad. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's, I think, uh, the more personal you are. And, and the way that I would use that within automation, it's it's really more is you you have those kind of checkup conversational texts. And when they respond, it's like, that's where, you know, to Val's point, you know, how's your dog? Or, you know, if you have someone who's like a Cincinnati Bengals fan this weekend, like big week for you guys, you know, it's like you kind of touch points on things that are, are relevant and real to them. Right. Yeah. If it's important to them and you mention it, then it's, um, it's going to hit them in a different way. Exactly. So, if someone wants to level up their marketing in some sort of way, regardless of where they are in the process of being on social media or having these email campaigns already implemented, what would be your one suggestion to level up that strategy? Yeah, and I think it's a great question. And I always like to lead this with take action. You know, what are you doing today? What are things that you could implement into your business there's so much that you could do from a marketing standpoint, you know, and I get these questions from loan officers every day when, you know, when they're, they're hiring Q acceleration and, and mortgage banks, mortgage brokerages are hiring Q acceleration. You know, I, I always think that, 
you know, for an individual loan officer, it's, it's about taking action. You know, it's about using social, it's about creating videos, creating content, you know, thinking about how you can better use your CRM, you know, and, and I, I, it, to simplify it, it's just about putting yourself out there. You know, people do business with, you know, more, the mortgage industry is a relationship driven business. So people do business with you because they like you. The more that they see you, the more they're going to be reminded of you, the more opportunities will come from that. So um, I would just say it, it's it's simple, you know, take action, create video, put yourself out there. I know people, you know, they're like, I, I, everything must be perfect. I got news for you. It doesn't need to be perfect. It actually performs better when you're just yourself. You're not an actor, an actress. You know, people are always like, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. Well, that's, that's the way you look. That's the way you sound. That's, that's life. You know, it's, I know every time I hear myself on video, I'm like, oh my God, I, I that voice, you know, but, I, when people hear my voice, they're like, oh my God, this idiot, you know, it's right. like, that's, that's you, you know, and I think the more you own it, the more you put yourself out there, the more opportunities are going to come from it. So I would just leave it with take action, put yourself out there and uh, watch your business grow. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Well, Zach, to end it, we always do one book or podcast recommendation for anyone listening, whether it is marketing related or not, what would be your number one suggestion? Yeah. So, uh, you know, with Q Celebration right now, we're, we're really focused on kind of that company culture mindset. So uh, as a, as a group, we're all reading the ideal team player, you know, it's about being hungry, humble, and smart. Uh, so I think that's, you know, especially for loan officers, you're trying to grow your team, mortgage brokers, mortgage banks, you're trying to grow your team. Uh, I'd read the ideal team player. I think it, it talks really true to the mindset of the people that, that you should be bringing into your environment. And uh, um, that's something that that I've been diving into here lately. That's awesome. I'm going to read it. Put it on my list. There you go. All right, Zach. Well, thank you so much for joining our first podcast of 2022. And thank you everyone for listening. Please like, subscribe, send it to a friend if you like this. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. No, Val, thanks for having me. And I can't say this enough. I'm so proud of everything you're doing. You're crushing it and and, uh, you're putting yourself out there and, and great work. Thanks for having me here today. Thanks, Zach. See you guys.